Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Worlds Beyond with Cam and Ron. Hey, what's going on, guys? So we're here to discuss a very happy topic today, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There are other not-so-happy topics happening in the world of our movies and media that I'll touch on at the end. For now, very excited to talk about what was, I'll just jump right in, I guess, a very successful third volume to this series, to this trilogy of MCU films. A very welcome uptick for the MCU, right, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. after Quantumania was not so hot. You know, we ended on a fairly decent note with Wakanda Forever last fall. Mm-hmm. Quantumania was billed as this big, like, yeah. it was going to set up a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which I think burdened that movie unnecessarily Mm -hmm. probably to be fair so all eyes have been on guardians to say oh james gunn has hit pretty much home run after home run Mm. with everything he's done starting with guardians in 2014 and is this thing gonna live up to the hype is this thing gonna get the mcu kind of back on track Mm. and i think it did that's my sort of opening take what's your initial yeah no i mean i agree completely i think after quantum mania was one of the worst potentially the worst mcu movie this is probably one of the best in my opinion if not the best it maybe it doesn't have that kind of rewatchability factor that winter soldier or any of the avengers movies have but from a purely like construction artistic standpoint it's just the writing the characters the dialogue the jokes the action just 10 out of 10 stellar all across the board. I don't really even have a lot of criticisms, but I'm sure I'll think of some as we go on. So you think this is not only, you think, the best Guardians, but mm, one of the, the possibly best the best MCU movie Possibly the best MCU movie of all time. Wow. It just hit all the right notes. It got me emotional, and it felt like I was sitting down in a theater to watch an actual Marvel movie and not some cobbled together focus group tested thing that uh, Quantumania was. Like, you just felt that James Gunn had complete control over everything. That's, you know, that's that's the thing that comes shining through. Nobody at Marvel gets in the way of James Gunn, mm. for the most part. Well, I mean, he's he's even spoken about things where he's been asked to do X, Y, or right. Z. Mm. And, you know, the big joke about how was his F-bomb going to get edited out, right. and it wasn't. Yeah, thank um, God. So, <laughs> you know, obviously he operates... You know, he, he answers to Kevin Feige. They, I think they go to him. He, I think he said something like he read the scripts for, I forget, Doctor Strange maybe and a couple other ones and gave feedback. So they, they went to him for script feedback and a lot of the Phase 3 movies, I think. so. Which, unfortunately, now that he's mm. whatever he is, VP or whatever he is at... Uh, yeah, I don't really know what his title is. Is he co-president with that other... With that, yeah, other guy. More producer yeah. guy. Unfortunately, he probably won't be able to do any of that the way he... Mm. I mean, obviously, he gets a reprieve. This is his movie, so he can promote it. But uh, once that's over, I think he's kind of done. With Marvel, yeah. It's a bummer. I wish he hadn't gotten fired, because it probably would have meant he would be still working on these movies in some capacity. One of the best parts about this is they immediately go into... You know you're getting the last Guardians movie as you come into this. So mm-hmm. I think you're you're going in expecting that you're going to get someone's revelation that Mm. makes them decide to move on you're going to get someone's backstory someone's gonna you know there's always the there you know i was holding my breath waiting for like oh my god who who, who, is somebody gonna get yeah no i was surprised uh there was no big deaths but it seemed to me like there were at least three times when it seemed like a character was gonna die 
but then they were okay. It's specifically Drax, you know, Nathan Fillion shoots him with that big cannon, and the the way the slow motion and the music and everything, how they they act, it seems like that was going to be a big death scene, but then the next scene, he, he, he doesn't even have the wound on him anymore. Right, 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 right. So right. I almost wonder if maybe they had thought about killing Drax or, or even Rocket or someone, and then changed their mind at the last second. Yeah, it's possible. Well, I mean, and now, since now that we've gotten into spoilers, mm. obviously the big scene with Peter at the end, he's out in the vacuum and starts to oh yeah yeah that's too. succumb to the vacuum and you know really succumb to the vacuum mm. uh, more so than he has in, in right. other, well, other films. I actually knew he wasn't going to die there because they wouldn't have ended it on that goofy shot of his face all puffed up and icy. Yeah, yeah. That like as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no, someone's going to save him because you don't want that to be the last time you see a character is in that state so what we got in here was the filling in of one of the most intriguing sort of teased backstories Mm. among the members of the team i mean we know that mantis grew up with ego and turned out to be peter's sister Mm. so we kind of got her reveal right we know peter's backstory we know that Drax, you know, had a wife and kid mm. on his planet and was chasing after Thanos. We we know Nebula's backstory. We know so really, and I mean, Groot. You, yeah, you, you don't really need. You, you don't really need his backstory, and he's never. I mean, he's he's just Groot. So Rocket was the backstory that's been teased about. You know, what was he? Was he mm. really a raccoon from Earth? You know, who experimented on him? Why? When? Where? How did he get from here mm. to there, or there to here? And so that's the backstory that we get. And through that, we get the introduction to the high evolutionary and his connection to the, uh, what do they call the blonde, shiny? Oh, the, the sovereign? The sovereign, yeah. And, you know, and one of the things, just jumping into one of my key thoughts from this movie is, well, I'm going to butcher his name, but Chikwudi Iwuji, mm-hmm. uh, who played the high evolutionary, like without any fanfare, was one of the best oh, yeah, MCU definitely. villains. Yeah. Easily. Ever. And usually they, they, you know, because of the whole, you know, MCU villains always get this mm. rap and whatever else. And there's always, and so they, I feel like there's always a big fanfare. You know, there was about Kang when right. he was coming and mm. even just turning Scarlet Witch into sort of a big mm. bad. And, you know, there was no fanfare about this actor and this character other than that he was going to be one of the antagonists or mm. the antagonist. And he was awesome. Yeah, he was incredible. His performance was dynamite. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was like legitimately like, you know, he was crazy. He was tapped. He clearly had some things wrong with him. Motivation was very strong in right. terms of yeah. why he was doing what he was doing. But yet he was still completely effed up in the head mm. and would go off and be like crazy, kooky comical and then very straight. Mm. And just, yeah, the performance and the portrayal of that character. I mean, that was a fantastic villain. And you wanted them to just kick the living right, shit exactly, out of him yeah. and uh, even his own people at one point mm-hmm. kind of turn on him I mean it was just that was a fantastic villain yeah I, I really like that line there is no god that's why I stepped in right I think that's going to go down as a as like an iconic film line maybe not as big as I am your father but along those lines I just think I feel like that's going to catch on just hopping back into ratings for a, for a minute I mean this is definitely way upper tier of the MCU for mm. me and I haven't watched the other two recently enough mm. I you know I went in with no expectations about the first one obviously loved it and obviously thought 
you know, because I was just worried about the obscure character thing, mm. but obviously Gunn just came up with the perfect way to make the right. obscure characters so relatable mm. and just have the little kind of Star Wars sci-fi riff right. on it, and that's why the first Guardians was so charming. The second one, I initially... I didn't like it on my first watch. Mm. Then I liked it and kind of almost even liked it better than the first one in yeah, some I ways. Yeah, I liked it better than the first one. Um, after watching it a few times. Mm. So it's hard to say where the, I mean, without, I think without going back and watching them. But this might be. I think this my is probably one. the best one. It just, because like I said, it's like the first Guardians is great, but it has that villain problem. Ronan, the accuser, is not the most compelling villain. And then, so it's like everything is great in that movie except for that. Then in Guardians 2, I think it's better than the first one. A lot of people don't like it as much. But they improve some things. Some things could have been better. But this one, just like the villain, the characters, the the effects and everything were just off off the charts good. Yeah, I think for some people, I think maybe the, the ego, the living planet thing just was mm. too weird. Or, or I don't know. I don't know what people's objections were to Guardians 2. Yeah, I, I, I feel like... People were saying it was trying too hard to be funny and jokey. Mm. Uh, and I definitely don't think that the... F- I think this third one is probably the funniest out of all of them. Yeah. All the jokes land. Yeah, I would say for me, all of the humor landed. Obviously, the effects were tremendous. Mm. I didn't. I, I don't know what you noticed. I right. didn't notice anything. I thought they were tremendous. Yeah, no, I, I really don't have any... I mean, especially coming out of Quantumania, which was like looked like an animated movie from 2005. The, everything here was great. I, I love the lighting and the... And, and, you know, it's funny, you know, we talked a little bit about that new technology, the volume, which is that big round projector that they use. Yeah. Uh, I don't think James Gunn used that at all, which I think is noticeable, noticeable because there's more things to interact with. Even if they were standing on a green screen, there's going to be physical rocks and stuff. Uh, so I, I think they knocked it out of the park. There was plenty of great practical effects and the CGI definitely broke the trend of Marvel's current kind of iffy CGI deal so totally mm-hmm. yeah i mean i thought the, the all the effects were just spot on and then this wasn't like complete you know laser blasting flying all mm. over the place or some big cataclysm that they were trying to depict so it it didn't need any super over the top right. effects but i think so everything was just spot on mm. except and i and i mean except in a good way uh that um fight scene that when they right right towards the end mm. oh yeah the big one when they all the got hallway. together on the high evolutionary mm. spaceship and were going to save the kids mm-hmm. and it was that signature fight and where you got to see each of the guardians mm. in action mm. that fight was one I, of the best fights i've seen i think yeah i'm i'm fairly confident saying that that is one of the best action scenes in cinematic history wow uh, because it's all you you probably didn't notice this it's all one oh, shot no I noticed that but and it, that's hard to do on its own like you know Daredevil did it and mm-hmm. all and and that's just martial arts but then adding in multiple CGI characters and CGI enemies that I don't even know where to where to begin with that and so just everyone had to be perfect there were shots that like went through the wounds of the yeah. like, I don't even know how you would even begin to plan something like that so I just find it super impressive on a technical level and obviously it was just so awesome and thrilling and No Sleep Till Brooklyn was the perfect yes background track and of, and of course Signature Gun he works in a little bit of gore mm. that you wouldn't mm-hmm. typically see in a in an MCU fight 
Not to mention the high evolutionary face when it finally yeah. showed it after you know pulling off the mask after Rocket had wrecked him. Yeah, I thought he was going to have a more comic book accurate like hell. He in the comic books mm. he has this kind of metal face, almost like Vision. I thought maybe that's what he was hiding under there, but nope, just a skull. And that fight scene too. It reminded me. It almost had some of the elements that Whedon used in the two Avengers movies when mm. they'd have those scenes where it shifted from character to right, character, zeroed in on their fight. Yeah. Those scenes in, in Avengers were always good. Mm. Where they would go from character to character, right, yeah, I love and that. kind of like carousel through the mm. ba- through the battle. But yeah, that was that was absolutely breathtaking. Mm. The uh, all the action scenes were very good. I I really liked the kind of heist infiltration they did. Yes, yeah. Into Orgo Corp, I right. guess it was called, and just uh, obviously Nathan Fillion was really funny. We like him from Castle and. Yeah. Daughter from Castle Molly yep, Quinn yeah. makes an appearance as a Ravager. Yeah, they're all know. friends. They're I, all yeah. friends of James. James gone. Yeah, yeah, so the Ravagers were cool. Mm. Uh, you know, the you know tying in Gamora's story. Oh, yeah, that way. yeah, that was great. Neat and just like the way they handled the what I thought was funny about all the great cameos. You know, Sylvester Stallone has a you know he has a couple of speaking mm. parts mm-hmm. in the movie, and I know there's other folks in there as well but I love the way they handled that just so offhandedly like case in point to, in contrast oh, like yeah. Bill Murray's where it was like hey it's Bill Murray it's, it's Bill Bill, Mar- Bill Murray is now on right, screen exactly, in Quantumania yeah. this you know just the way they was like yeah but Sylvester Stallone big deal he's mm-hmm. just a ravager that brings me to Gamora's role in this and, I, and the way they handled her relationship with Quill her you know being the sort of pre-Guardians Gamora mm-hmm. And just how they handled, you know, they played it for laughs early with just how Peter was so distraught and, right. and, and such a goober mm. about it. And then, you know, the way just through the whole movie, she grudgingly, she's, you know, you don't think she's ever going to right, yeah. fall back in love with exactly. him. They didn't. And they would have, that would have been like, that would have been James Gunn never would have done yeah, that. I don't uh, think he would have even yeah, thought about I, it. I wouldn't, he wouldn't have even thought about it. But, and just the way in the sort of I don't know if it was a post credit scene or maybe her last scene where, she, where she's hugging all the Ravagers and oh, you really yeah, get yeah, this yeah. feeling that she's where she's where she, she belongs. needs to be yeah. uh, so I thought they handled that great but still gave them she you know she definitely had this moment of like well maybe you know mm, towards the end mm-hmm. So I, and I think that's all they needed to do. That was right, a yeah. good, good enough nod to their relationship. Nebula too got to be stretched out mm, a little bit more. Mm. Her finding a you know a new path after having killed herself, <laughs> yeah. so to speak, in Endgame. So yeah, that was excellent. Uh, everyone's new sort of role and and Drax reembracing the dad role mm-hmm. with the kids that at was the end. Funny. Uh, the new team. I, I loved that the Guardians aren't going away, mm. and we got to see that they are going to continue right. with, with Rocket as their leader. Yeah, and, that's awesome. Uh, those new people and, and Groot is now back to full Groot. Yeah, the, I I was happy they. I wish he was like that the whole movie, but I was a little bit disappointed with Groot's look in this movie. I don't it, like it looks too much like Baby Groot on a big buff body. Yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of a yeah, weird yeah. choice, I think. Right, he uh, doesn't look like Groot looked in, in the, the first one, in the right. first film. But then at the end, they show that he was growing into that Groot that they showed in the post credit scene, and that is like straight from the very first appearance of Groot in Tales to Astonish, I think it was. Oh. He, that They like just ripped that. Because the Groot in the first Guardians is just a original design, whereas that one was a definite reference to the oh, first okay. appearance of Groot, so I loved that. But it was still, even though even the grown-up Groot at the end was still, they made him more of like a 
a buff body mm, sort of humanoid right. form mm. whereas yeah Groot in the first film really looked like a giant, giant tree. tree yeah uh, I really enjoyed Will Poulter as yes. Warlock if you are expecting the super like kind of stoic and heroic Warlock from the comics you might be a little bit disappointed but he's still like just as powerful if not more than he is in the comics and what they did with him there's a there's a reason he's kind of a doofus and that's because he was taken out of his cocoon too early. Uh, but just all the jokes, that, that first shot of him flying in, and it, his face is like right at the camera, and, and anytime he's like flying around, they have this weird like camera angle that's like kind of close up and makes his face look a little silly, but I don't know, it just looked really cool. And then I just liked all the jokes and stuff involving yeah. him. Just making him a big doofus, mm. yeah. But he gets his moment at the end, and then he, look, obviously he becomes one of the Guardians. Right, yeah, I was a little bit concerned that they they were gonna kill him, or, there was de- there was like three or four times <laughs> where they could have easily just said he's dead, uh, but he kept coming back, and I'm glad that he eventually did switch, because obviously he is a good guy in the comics, so, and he's part of the Guardians in the comics too. And so, let's see, things that, uh, any negatives? I don't know, I, I can't think of anything that i didn't like. Yeah, no, I, I I don't have any negatives in terms of things I outright didn't like. I would say rating soundtracks. It's a good soundtrack, mm. and there's some great songs on there. I, I'm, I love that they put a rainbow song mm. in there. But of the three soundtracks, I would say this is probably the least right. strong. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I liked all of this. I, I yeah. can't say I didn't. I would, uh, yeah, I don't know if I agree or disagree. I think the first two were limited to that 70s soundtrack, whereas this brings in all from all different genres and eras and stuff so i think yeah either it works for you or it doesn't yeah i just i just uh, for the the first two all the songs Mm. hit with me right whereas in this one there was a there was a two or three that i didn't dislike but just were not as didn't hit me as much as the others and then my only other thing if i if i had any criticism of the writing or the tone or anything like that in this film they leaned into the heartstrings, mm. fam, where family, where saving everybody, and then the whole thing at the end. And I love you guys, and everything else. And I and I know, like, I saw you could see how James Gunn crafted this movie to just have this sort of, I would almost call it like this, like arc of joyousness mm. that, it, mm-hmm. that it, the whole thing built to right. at the end. And he really wanted to leave people with just that joyous hopeful and i thought that was brilliant and excellent did i feel like it tugged on the heartstrings a little maybe a little bit Mm. too much and one counterpoint to that it was great to see quill briefly became the old quill when they were on the bio space station and he really did trick that girl about wanting to i just want to say my piece and maybe people will believe anything no i just want to get in the computer so it's good to see a little bit of the old and i guess everybody got their moment during mm. that final battle to be a badass again but it was nice you know but like I, so I would say like case in point like Nebula's 180 into this like very do-gooding mm. kind of personality that she has now but I mean you know she I guess she's on her like redemption right, and she yeah. wants to change her life but there were I, so I guess I was there were moments where I felt like okay laying it on a little mm-hmm. thick but uh, but they were yeah very minimal yeah and it was effective ultimately. and it all it yeah it all worked made yeah. the movie that much better if I had a criticism I was hoping for a little bit more Rocket and Lila and his friends doing stuff outside of 
Uh, yeah. Like, they're just limited to that. They level. never got a chance they to do never anything. Got a, and whereas in the comics, they have all these adventures and everything oh, else. Oh, I didn't uh, know those characters were in the comics. They, Lila is... The other two are based on characters from the comics, but they're original creations by James Gunn. But, like, he has a friend that... I think his name is Wal Russ in oh, the yeah, comics, yeah, so yeah. obviously you don't, don't want to do that. And then... Uh, yeah, he. I think he does have a rabbit friend, too, but very different from what was shown in the... So if I, I think if that I, would have been one thread too many if they, oh yeah, if they yeah. had to go. It needed just to be in that specific moment in time, as opposed to anything else. But as a big Rocket Raccoon fan, I I was hoping for a little bit more of his comic elements to show up. But obviously, it worked. So yeah, it worked very well. And again, it built up, um, it built up all that animosity toward. The High Evolutionary mm. oh, yeah, and yeah. Orthocorp and everyone just for what they did. So I think, yeah, again, the whole antagonist arc mm. and elements of this story and film and performances were just fantastic. Uh, so two huge mm. thumbs up. I'm very excited about the MCU now. You know, the whole Victoria Alonso frack right. and all that and just Quantumania. Seems like they're trying to correct the ship a little bit. I mean, now we have to you know, now the writer strike is happening so Mm. hopefully that all gets resolved to everybody's satisfaction uh, and we can get back on board. Super psyched for Secret Invasion. It looks looks like it could be one of the best MCU Mm. TV shows so far. Yeah, I don't want to get my hopes up. Uh, Yeah, but uh, from from what I've seen and from what people are saying about it, you know, and obviously you take some of the all the comments with a grain of mm. salt, but it sounds like it's going good. But so while on the one hand, and I and I, I have to say, I think I might have even said this in the last episode because it might have been out by then. But I I, I like the Marvels trailer mm. and the, oh, the yeah, idea of what good. they're doing with that movie is these three characters come together and mm. there's this unlikely reason why they're all mm-hmm. kind of stuck together and getting put in each other's worlds and there's comedy and there's bringing along yeah I think it looks uh, a lot of fun like uh, a lot of fun Iman Vellani's character so I mean I'm, I'm excited about it and that's really the next MCU film we're gonna mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. I know Loki's coming in somewhere along the way hope uh yeah, once they the figure out if they're going to cut majors from it or not. Oh, exactly. Yeah, that's a whole nother dilemma. Mm. The, the only thing that gives me pause, though, so like I'm like, I'd be outright, okay, yeah, we're back on track. Mm. Except for the fact that this is a James Gunn film. Right, yeah. As much as it is an MCU f- mm. film. He, he's been a huge part of the MCU, mm. even, even outside of his specific films and all that stuff. But his films are very much his own thing right. and so you can't just say oh now we're back on track mm-hmm. because this is a James Gunn film so but hopefully we're back on track let's hope uh, and hopefully he can do some good work over at DC I, I'm still a little bit skeptical that they're gonna make it through the whole plan that they've laid out over at DC but we'll see it still doesn't you know there's yeah they've announced casting for or casting rumors anyway for his Superman mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like this is now same thing with Batman. How many Superman right, origin yeah. movies have we had? Well, I think James Gunn writing it. I feel like he's super aware of that, and yeah. it'll be it'll probably be something different and not the same origin story that we've seen eighty gazillion times. Yeah, we'll so all good stuff, and yep. I think probably coming up for us next, maybe something. We, there's a couple of horror movies we want to see. Mm. We did see and both liked Scream. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Frame know that we'll do a good. whole thing on that, and it's, mm. it's, it's probably it's, you know it's already it's already streaming, so right. kind of the wave has passed. But just to 
throw in a few words about Scream like this one way did not mm, really yeah, care, for care for Scream 5. Scream 5 but uh, this one, was this one I better. thought was very good mm. very good uh, so getting to sad stuff I'm really 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 upset that Netflix did not renew mm. Lockwood & Co such great books such a great job they did with the show I'm watching it and I'm finishing my fifth watch I'm mm. sure I'll watch it a few more times and if especially if it has it can have any impact right, on yeah. it getting picked up anywhere else or Netflix pulling their heads out of their butts or whatever. I know. Um, it's just like just the whole shows ending after one season on Netflix just really just irritates me. It's like why even bother doing it? Why even bother putting the money in if you're just going to cancel it? Uh, the big and and it's one thing when it's just some kind of random show that they, that you just notice is on Netflix, but like I remember Cowboy Bebop, they had all these featurettes and like how they were teaming up with the original creator and the original composer and making new music and blah blah blah. And then it's like a week later after it came out, they canceled it. Yeah, that didn't even last. Uh, I know, uh, and so it's like, what's the point of doing all that promotion, all that hype, and uh, like if you're just uh, just it's, ang- it's very frustrating. But I love what I'm seeing online and, and trying mm. to participate in as much as I can this drive to just say you know we're not going to take this lying down and hopefully get uh, another streaming service perhaps to pick up I don't know if it's possible but Netflix would have a reverse of decision mm. but um, but hopefully getting a, perhaps another streaming service to pick up Lockwood & Co yeah. absolutely watch it don't even though I'm, I'm telling you it's already cancelled and there's plenty of shows that we go out and I'm not going to watch it because I know it's cancelled you know, this covers the first two books of a five-book series. It covers them in, in its entirety, so I think you can absolutely thoroughly enjoy this, mm. even though you know, you're, you're going to be left a little bit hanging at the end. But anyway, save Lockwood & Co. Sign the petition. Sign the petition. Just Google it. There's <laughs> Anyway, thanks so much for joining us again for Worlds Beyond with Cam and Ron. Like us tweet us whatever those things are wherever you pick up your podcasts uh, that always helps uh, we're not the best podcast marketers in the world we're slowly but surely trying to work on that but uh, thanks anyway for listening and uh, we'll see you on the next one then